1 Samuel chapter 17, let us stand, beginning in verse number 29. And David said, What I have now done, is there not a cause? And he turned from him toward another, and he spake after the same manner. And the people answered him again after the same, the former manner. Let us pray. Father, we just ask you, Lord, touch our hearts today. Help us to be what we need to be, Lord. Help us to stand strong in this world that we live in. Let us shine our lights that others may see. And Father, I just ask you to touch hearts, lift us up, encourage us. There's only you can. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Is there not a cause? I believe that is the rallying cry for our churches today. Is there not a cause? This rallying cry began to turn, burn in the heart of the army. In verse number 30 it said, And he turned from toward another and spake after the same manner, and the people answering him again after the former manner, what happened? What was going on? David turned and said, is there not a cause? And that person turned to somebody else and says, is that not a cause? The next thing you know, this, this uh, sound went out through the army and says, is there not a cause? Can I say, church, is there not a cause today? We need, we're coming, uh, the army is depressed uh, there's depression all over the place, uh, despair all over the place. We see what's going on. We're coming out defeated, and you could hear this cry all throughout the army says, is there not a cause? Can I remind you today, it is a cause. It is a cause. There's a reason to go to church. There's a reason to keep preaching. There's a reason to lift high the blood-stained banner. The greatest cause in all the world is the cause of the gospel. There is a cause. I believe today we're living in a free nation because somebody said there is a cause. I believe today we have uh, uh, public servants that give their life for people they don't even know because they realized there is a cause. I believe there is a church on this spot right here today. A group of people went before us and said, yes, there is a cause. If you're here today and you hear the gospel and trusted Christ and you're saved because somebody looked at your life and said there is a cause. Today I know we're living in perilous times. We're living in the last of the last days. I realize that every day that comes across the calendar is a, is a new enemy to, for the church and the religious freedom that we have. But can I rally the troops this morning? And remind you that I'm not quitting. I'm not stopping. It's not time to be intimidated. But there is a cause. And it's a just cause. It's a holy cause. It's a worthy cause. And can I remind you. It is essential cause this morning. There is a reason why we pray. 
There's a reason that why we run the bus. There's a reason why we come to church three times a week. There's a reason why we win the lost at any cost. And I'm glad today there is a cause. I'm looking at this text here and I read this and it hit me hard. I, I see the embedded particular cause. There is a, uh, as a cause and this is the first one. It is his cause. His cause. The cause in this passage was clear. Uh, it, it was clear to him. It was, David said it's his cause. He went out and said, listen, do you, do you hear what I hear? This giant is defiling the armies of the living God. David said, it's more than just my family. It's more than just my, myself. It's more than the, uh, life itself. He's making fun of the living God. He's blaspheming the living God. Of and David said, for no other reason, for no other reason, for this sake, for his honor, for his glory, for his cause, let's rise and fight the battle. Win the battle because he is the cause. And he's worthy of it today. It is still his cause today. Someone said, why do you go to church so much? Why do you do that for him? Why do you do all these things you do? Why do you live for God? Why do you win souls? Why do we do all what we do as a, as a church and as somebody that believes in trusting God? Why do you do that? Because it's his cause. Because he's worthy in his faithfulness. He's faithful and he's worthy in his service. And we should be faithful and worthy in our service to doing it. There is a cause. And it's his cause this morning. Oh, David, why are you so concerned about his cause? I believe David would say, I remember when I was a nobody. I remember when I was the youngest of all the kids. But God came looking for me when I was watching after the sheep. God poured the oil on me and anointed me to be the king of Israel. It was running all over my body as the oil was going down. I realized I, I, I'm not my own anymore. I was not created to call the shots anymore. It's not my life no more. I'm not the theme of my life history anymore. He's been good to me. He, he's never, never failed me. He's been faithful to me. Even though when I fail him, he's always been faithful to me. He is my rock. He's my shepherd. He's my refuge. He's my buckler. He's my shepherd. He is my strength, my soul. He is the bright and morning star. It is his cause this morning. And can I say today, it's still his cause this morning. I want to tell you, there is a cause this morning. I see all the stuff that's happening in this world and how the country has turned its back on God. 
And yet they, they like to blaspheme God and point the fingers at God and says, you don't have control over us. You know what? God says there's coming a day when every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he's Lord of Lord and King of Kings. I'm waiting for that day. It is his cause this morning. It's his cause this morning. David said it's their cause. Their cause. David sees the army before the battle. He sees the skilled soldiers. He, he sees the experienced soldiers. The well-equipped soldiers. He sees soldiers shaking in their boots with anxiety and worry. He sees the men that have had, had confidence. He sees men that knows that have won battles before. And yet they're cornering in a corner, shaking in their boots. They have been this needy. They have never been this afraid before. They have never been in this intimidated before. And as David sees the rest of his family, as he sees the needs of the, his comrades, something stirs in David's heart. Can I say this this morning? As you look at your family and you look at your neighbors and your friends, something should stir in your heart. When they're living for ungodliness, they should see something in you that brings out something in them. You should let your light shine. He said, my brethren needs me. My family needs me. My nation needs me. Those that are in the trenches, they need me. Yes, preacher, we preach for God and we go for God. But we are indeed indebted to our brothers and our sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are not in this thing alone. We're not in this thing for ourselves. The church needs you this morning. The family of God needs you this morning. Your lost world needs you this morning. Your family needs you today. There is a cause and the cause is their cause. The church has never needed more people to be more faithful today and more dedicated today. The family of God has never needed more anchors in the house of God than today before. Church has never been needed soul winners like they have before. Church has never needed prayer wars like it needs now. I'm glad I'm not the only Christian. I'm glad I, I, I'm not the only pastor. I, I'm glad I'm not, the, uh, I'm not uh, the only one, but I'm glad I am part of the body of Christ, the family of God, and the household of faith. I'm glad that we're not alone. We're, we are we, uh, uh, fellow comrades, fellow soldiers. I need your prayers. I need your love. I need your support. There is a cause today, and it's their cause. The church needs you today. We work together. We pray together. We come together. We strive together. We weep together. We hurt together. One day the trumpet's going to sound. <laughs> One day that trumpet's going to sound, and we're going to leave out of here together. Amen. <laughs> 
There is a cause. It's His cause. And it's their cause this morning. June 1st, 1813. An American Navy captain named James Lawrence was mortally wounded laying on his ship. They'd come up in battle against this British ship and it was just shooting rounds after rounds after rounds at this ship and it got to the point to, uh, they were th throwing three, three times more shells at the Captain Lawrence's ship than he could back. And, he, and he's laying there mortally wounded and Captain Perry was in his arm. he's laying in his arms and he looked at Captain Perry and said, don't give up the ship. With his dying breath, he said, don't give up the ship. Captain Perry, that rained on him. It put him down and he, he went and had somebody uh, embroider a flag and it said, don't give up the ship. And he flew that flag in his next battle and he kept reminding himself, don't give up the ship. And they won that battle. That same flag that he flew is now in the Naval Museum in, in, up in uh, Illinois. And that cry that don't give up the ship, it's the same cry that we need to have today. Don't give up the ship. We're in the ship of Zion. Don't give up the ship. Don't get out the ship. Stay worthy in the ship because there's refuge in the ship. There's safety in the ship. Don't give up the ship. I'm not Captain Lawrence. I'm not Captain Perry. I don't have a ship, but I'm in a pulpit today, and I have been sent on the business of my father today, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and you are my brothers and my sisters in Christ, the family of God, the household of God. I, and we have faith, and I have come to tell you, don't give up the ship. The wind may blow, the lightning may flash, and the thunder may roll, but sell on, brother. Sell on, sister. Singers keep on singing. Prayers keep on praying. Preachers keep on preaching. But just don't give up the ship. We've seen it's his cause. We've seen it's their cause. Can I say it's my cause? My cause. He walks into the battle. He says the, the function, the stress of the army. He can't be silent. He cannot be neutral. He cannot be in the back. He said, I got to do something. I might, I, I'm about to die. I know that I'm young and I'm not a soldier. I know that I don't have the experience. But I'm sick. I'm tired of just sitting and listening to this giant curse and profane my God. I'm tired of my companions shaking in their boots. I cannot sit idly by. I cannot whittle a stick. I, I've got to get up and do something. There's a fire burning down inside of him that should be burning in every one of us today. 
we talked about it this morning, how, how, how this country has gone away, but I, I see that churches today have turned their backs on God. Uh, preachers today have turned their backs on God. They don't preach against sin. They don't preach against that. I'm telling you, there should be a fire down inside your bones uh, that God is not going to let you sit idly by, not going to let you get the back, but you're going to say, hey, I've got to get to the forefront. I'm going to, I cannot sit by and do nothing when somebody blasphemes my God. David said, they got problems. He says, my conscience is bothering me. My calling. I, I, I got something down inside of me that's not going to allow me to just sit back and watch what the world does. It's my cause. Ain't you glad that somebody has a fire burning in their soul and it's their cause, your cause, my cause that see people to get saved, see people come to the house of God and get right with God? It's good to see those that it keeps going even when the times get rough. People ask, what would you tell somebody today? They say they want to be a preacher. I tell them, if you can find anything else to do, do it. I'm not being cynical. I'm not being uh, browbeaten. I'm just telling you. If you can find anything else to do, do it. Why, why would you tell somebody that feels there's a fire burning inside of them that they've got to preach and they've got to do this? Why would you tell somebody if you can find anything else to do it, do it? I wish somebody had told me that when I had the fire inside of me. If you can find anything else to do, do it. It's not to berate them or not to push them around, but I'm just telling you. If you don't have a fire burning down inside of you, when the times get rough, when the world comes crashing down you, hell is coming through the front door, the devil is coming in your back door, and everything comes against you. If you don't got something other than just a certificate with your name on it or got some numbers after you, letters after your name, if you ain't got nothing more than that, you're going to fall down. There's got to be a fire down inside of you that will not let you lay down, that will not let you quit. It's got to keep you going day in, day out. When you want to throw in the towel, just the God says, nope. And I've thrown that towel in many a time before. I've crawled in the corner. Lord, I don't want to do this no more. That's been many years ago. You better have something more than just your word. There better be a fire burning. And the same thing for every one of us. Listen, Christian, if you're sitting here this morning, you've got to have a fire inside of you. We, we do more than just get up Sunday morning and come to church and Sunday school and church and Sunday night and Wednesday. There's got to be more than just coming. There has to be something inside of you that will not let you stay out of church. Whoop. Shouldn't have said that, should I? Amen. There, there's got to be something deep down inside of you that says, I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. I'm going to keep going for God. 
I, I'm glad I got something deep down inside of me that keeps me going. Amen. And I, I pray that you got something deep down inside of you that keeps you going. Keeps you praying. Keeps you witnessing. Keeps you telling people about God. Keeps you moving towards God. Now, he said, I've got to do something. My own conscience is convicting me. I love the Lord, the God that he's profaning is my shepherd. The people that he's intimidating is my family. I've got something inside of me. Every one of y'all know I'm a patriot. I love America. I love America. I'm glad of my forefathers. I'm glad of my forefathers. Anybody ever heard the name Patrick Henry? He was a lawyer. He's up outside of Richmond. And he got word that three Baptist preachers were taken to the courthouse and whipped on the courthouse steps because they refused to do infant baptism. He got word of that and it hurt down inside of him. It burned down inside of him. He was held on his way to St. John's Church to give a speech. And it, and it, it just kept going on. He said something that I loved. He said something is. I'm not coming in my forefather's name. I'm not even coming in the name of things. He said, give me liberty or give me death. And, and they said as he was standing in the pulpit, there was a letter opener, and he grabbed the letter opener, and he was stabbing himself. Give me liberty or give me death. As David walked into the valley, the wind blew across him and there was a smell that come across the valley. Someone said, what is that smell? David said, let me tell you what that is. I've been under the spout where the glory runs out. I've got the anointing of God upon me. I have not come in my name. I have not come in Israel's name. I have not come in my father's name. But I have come in the name of the living God. The name of the Lord. He said, it was God that whipped the bear. It was God that whipped the lion. And it's going to be God to whip you, big boy. It's going to be God. It's not me. It's not me. Listen. Through the anointing of God, he won the victory. Church, we are not without authority. We are not without power. We are not without help. We have been anointed by the Holy Ghost of God to win the battle today. So I want to encourage you today to stay in the fight. Keep winning souls. There, there is a cause. It is his cause. 
It is their cause. It's my cause. It's a cause that others may fear and know that he is God. June 18, 1940, Winston Churchill, 349, stood before the House of Commons, a dark day in country, a dark day in the world, for evil has rose up coming against them. He knew that if he didn't do something, if he didn't say something, that all lost would be lost. He made this statement. Let me read you this statement. It's Winston Churchill. If we fail, then the whole world, including the United States, including all that we have known and care for, will sink into an abyss of new dark age. Made more sinister and perhaps more procrastinated by the lights of perverted science. Let us therefore brace ourselves to our duties and to bear ourselves that if the British Empire and the Commonwealth last for a thousand years, let it be said, this was their finest hour. They loved their country. They loved their families. To stay in the fight. They didn't want to get out of the fight. This was their finest hour. I want to say you, the church has never been there, here before. We have never faced times like this before. Evil is all around us. Evil is upon us. Old time religion is not even popular anymore. But God is alive and God is still on the throne. And the blood has not lost his power. And let's press on. If God would tarry, if God would say, I'm not coming back yet, and a thousand years from now, our children's children's children will look back and say, this was their finest hour. Don't give up. There's a cause. Don't give up. There's been a cause to rally the troops. I believe we need to rally our troops today. I believe Christians all over this world need to come together. I'm not taking it no more. I'm not standing for no more. First of all, the Bible says judgment begins at the household of God. But to judge yourself. Ask God to judge you. Lord, if there's anything inside of me that needs to be out, get it out now. Because I want to be faithful to the very end. I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. I'm not throwing in towel. I want to be faithful. Times are going to be rough. Times are going to be hard. Evil's going to be around. They might come through the door and yank you out of here and say, you can't come to church no more. Take the word of God from you and say, hey, you can't have this anymore. There's not going to, you better be ready and prepared because this could be our finest hour right now. I, I, I got to thinking about that. Lord, have we lost sight of who you are? Have we lost sight of what we are? 
to you. He loved us enough that he sent his son to die for us. We talked about it in Sunday school. They, they rebelled against God. Rebelled against everything of God. God, they, they didn't want God. And I see this today. We're living in a day where the countries today are just rebelling against God. God is no more on the front, front of anything. And, and I'm afraid there are churches today that got the church name on it that God is not part of it. Have we fallen into this sleep that we have just forgot about God? I, I, I want to send out a rally cause. There is a cause. It is his cause. It is their cause. It is my cause. It's also our cause. Our cause. And, and if we're not pulling together, and if we're not standing together, we're not willing to, to lock arms and say, hey, I'm not giving up. I'm going to stand in the trenches and I'm not going to quit this battle no matter what happens to me. If we're not willing to lock arms, then it's no longer our cause. But there is coming a day. There is coming a day. You and I will stand for him. I'd hate to stand before him and say, you know, there was a time I wanted you to put out a rally cry. Tell those people it's time. There is a cause. You look at your children. Look at your grandchildren. There is a cause. If you give up today, if you quit today, they'll follow suit with you. They'll back away. They won't serve God anymore because you said it. There was nothing to it. There is a cause today. And it is his cause. Their cause, my cause, our cause. I, I don't know how, let me, let, me say, let me just say it this way. I don't know how dedicated you are. And really, it's not to me that you need to be dedicated to. Because I ain't nothing. I'm just like everybody else. I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God. But we need dedication to the house of God. We need faithfulness to the house of God and to the things of God, the ordinance of God, the standards of God, the commandments of God. You need to be faithful. You need to ask yourself, Lord, have I really been faithful or not? Ask yourself. Why do you do what you do? Jamie, why do you do this? Why do you go to church? Why do you do that? Because I love the Lord. I love the Lord. And I know he loves me. And there's something down inside of me that says, you ain't quitting. You're not turning out. You're not throwing a towel in. But you can't do it by yourself. There needs to be a rally cry to all Christians today. If, not, if it's never, ever been a day today, there is a cause today. People are dying and going to hell. And Christians are sitting back doing, I want to pray for you. You may not change that one, but you may change one over there. There is a cause today. There is a cause today. Let us stand.